thing I want to lesson I want to to bring to you today and uh, maybe a lesson more kind of maybe preaching I, I don't know but <clears throat> it's just something that's that's really been on my mind a lot and uh, I want to want to title this destination heaven destination heaven see we get caught up in so many things and going on in this world each of us get busy and you know a lot of our energy goes to the things of life a lot of our energy goes to things that that we like to do and and so i i ask you today and i i want us to i want us to reflect black a moment i i want you to i want you to think about this what things are important what things are maybe not so important? Is there really a hell? Is there really a heaven? Yes, there really is a hell. And yes, there really is a heaven. And according to the Bible, it is we are promised a destination for eternity. Now, and it's heaven or heaven or hell. It, it's absolutely necessary that we determine to make our destination heaven. Now, I don't know about you, but I, I know that, that many times I, I love to plan a trip. You know, I've planned hundreds of trips over my lifetime. I've intricately detailed it out of where we're going, what we're going to do, and it's been fun. It's almost as enjoyable or more enjoyable than going on the trip. <clears throat> There's been many trips that I have, I have planned out, Brother Raymond, only discovered that I didn't, didn't because I didn't have the money or something or other. And, uh, but I, but I, I like to get my, my map out, and I like to detail which direction, where we want to go, and Man, where we're going to spend some time at, we're going to go here and we're going to go there and we're going to, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And, and it, it, to me, it is, it is so much fun. It is so enjoyable just to plan something out, whether you go or not. Man, you know, you can, <clears throat> it, finally when the trip comes, it's almost like it's a letdown because you plan so much. <laughs> You've had so much fun just planning that. But there is a destination that each of us should be aware that we're headed for. There's a destination. You know, <clears throat> I, I told several people, we live in a, in a very small town, uh, Lincoln. You know, it's, it's, it's in northwest Arkansas, a booming area. But it's a, kind of a different kind of town because you don't just wake, wake up in the morning and say, I'm, I'm Lincoln. Unless you're going to church. I've told many people, I said, you know, uh, you know, people just don't generally appear in Lincoln. You know, it's, it's just, oh, we were, out, we were out driving towards so-and-so and ended up in Lincoln. That doesn't happen real often. You know, because we're not on the main, the main it's, a, it's a main road, but it's, it's either Prairie Grove or Farmington or, or maybe 
Oklahoma or points further of their own. But, <clears throat> you know, to, to understand that to get somewhere like Lincoln, you need to say, I'm going to Lincoln. You know, there's something there, and Burgerland's there. Uh, you know, I've got to go to the co-op in Lincoln. I've got to go to the sanctuary in Lincoln. Or in the, in the uh, <clears throat> I forget what they said, but somebody told me uh, a destination on, uh, uh, in some magazine, I don't know which one it is, uh, Farmer's Almanac. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just, just, I just threw that one in. That was not it. But there was, there was some, some magazine that said, American Drive-In is the destination for ice cream. Now, for, for a guy that knows his ice cream, I can assure you, American Drive-In is great ice cream. I had a, had a sister-in-law that, that had, her, her sister had read that in a magazine somewhere, and so they said, uh, we need to go to Lincoln and go to the American Drive-In and have their ice cream. Well, they did, and they said, it's the serious ice cream. They don't know ice cream. They have no idea of ice cream. Now, it's not Sonic by any means. You know, somebody, you know, I, w I went by Sonic here, here uh, a month or two ago. I, I, I think I've been one time to Sonic in my lifetime. Shows how much culture I have. <clears throat> but somebody told me that the Sonic shakes are to die for. Ah! They're terrible. If you want good, good cream, go to to drive-in. Just saying. Wonder what, what I'm going to get out of that. All right, Brahms is good. Yeah, I'll, I'll grant you that. It's it's good. Just hasn't got the American drive-in flavor. And I, I think the reason that I like it so well is because American drive-in is kind of like the old. Uh, Dairy Queen or the old Tasty Freeze or the old back in the back in the sixties and the seventies, you know, that you, you find that little little beer joint on the corner and the old ice cream thing that, that was good, not 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 the mix of of uh, milk, uh, watered down stuff. Anyway, <clears throat> I best get back on my lesson tonight today. And so <clears throat> so uh I don't know how I got on that, but, uh, but anyway, I can't get out of it. So let's just continue on. I, I guess when, when you can't get out of something, a good place to do is just read Scripture. So let's start with a Scripture. In Isaiah 65, verse number 17, it says, For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and former shall not be remembered nor come to mind. Okay, destination heaven. And I guarantee you, before this day is over, somebody's going to stop by American Drive-In. And so the great promise of God is a new heaven and a new earth. So our focus will be mainly on the new heaven. Uh, let's, let's read what John declares in, in Revelations 21 and verses 1 through 8. And, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were, were passed away, and there, and there were sea. 
And I, John, verse number two, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. Verse three. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God shall God himself shall be with them and be their God. Verse 4. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Verse 5. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all, all things new. He said unto me, Write, for these words are true. And faithful. Verse 6. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning, the, the beginning and the end. And I will give unto him that is the thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. Verse 7. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable murderers and Whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars have their part in the lake which which with fire and brims brims which is the the second death. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. I, many maybe you remember I preached on this uh, at least once or twice. No more sea. Here John looks out. And he sees in, in the vision of a new heaven and a new earth. And the first thing he noticed is there is not sea. That John was, was uh, it tells us, was on the Isle of Patmos. Uh, well, history tells us that, that uh, John was banished to that Isle of Patmos for a period of time. And, uh, and he couldn't, he, he would, uh, history tells us that, uh, that he, would, he would go up and he would look out and he would long to be in his homeland of, of Israel. But, uh, but here he was, stuck on that Isle of Patmos. And John, one of the things John says, there's no more sea. This sea that hinders me from going to my homeland. This sea that hinders me from everything that, that I, I want. And so, so, so we begin to look at this. And, and, and as John sees the new Jerusalem, heaven, the dwelling place of God, the, uh, God's bride, the church, now, notice there's a couple of things that, that John mentions, that God will wipe away all tears. There will be no more death. There no more sorrow. No more pain. And God tells John that uh, he that overcometh shall inherit all things. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. When you begin to think, about the absence of everything or anything that could cause you pain, cause you hurt. When you understand that Jesus is the fountain of the water of life, it will be, will be greater. So millions and even, yes, even billions of times further than anything that you could ever dream or think. Let me stress upon us today, everything you ever gave up in this life, every sacrifice to the obedience of God's word will be worth it all. Amen.
the greatest thing that could ever happen to an individual. Heaven. Our destination is heaven. Now, notice this. Just Jesus says in Matthew 19, verse number 28. And Jesus say, said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, you shall also sit upon the twelve tribes, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Verse 29. And everyone that hath forsaken houses or brethren or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my name's sake shall receive an hundredfold and shall inherit everlasting life. Now, <clears throat> I, I believe it when in Luke that, that also uh, has, has the same scripture. Uh, but, but in this part where it says, or lands for my name's sake shall, re shall receive an hundredfold and shall, in, I think it says in this life, and then inherit uh, eternal life. And so when we begin to understand that, that, that what we give up, what we sacrifice for him is minute, and, and what, when we begin to understand if we live our life according to his word, if we live our life according to the promises of God, if we live our life according to this wonderful word of God, blessings will, will flow in that. Uh, the Lord will help you. The Lord will, will speak to you. The Lord will help you fight your battles and your difficulties. Now, everyone who has given up things for the name of Jesus shall gain a hundredfold. Now, remember I said one of the, the uh, I believe it's Luke or Mark, I can't remember which, said, said uh, in this life and beside that everlasting life. I can't even describe to you today, today, everlasting life. It is beyond my imagination. Can really even be described? I, I don't think it can. Can you even imagine just on the surface the absence of, of the stuff that caused you problems, the absence of, of uh, the hurt, the absence of pain, the absence of death, the absence of disappointment, the absence of, of sorrow. Can you for a moment envision that and for a moment just begin to imagine that? Uh, can, can you, can you ex just understand, experience absolute joy and happiness with nothing else? Jesus gives us more insight. I want us to I want us to really listen to this. In Matthew chapter 18, verse number 8. Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut it off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed, rather than having two hands or two feet to cast into everlasting fire. Verse number 9. If thy eye offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. It is better, better for thee to enter into life with, with one rather than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire. Wow. Think about that for a moment. Such extreme measures as to pull out your eye, reach in there, and just pull it out. Take a big old hatchet and chop your hand off or your feet off. Such drastic, drastic measures it's, it's very, very drastic that Jesus gives. 
Who in their right mind would do this? Tell me that that when when uh, a fox or or something like that, a wolf, when they're caught in a trap, will chew their their paw off to get free. I, I've heard that so. Freedom is everything. Heaven is everything. Now, Jesus is not giving us, just giving us these things and say, okay, now, best thing you can do is just chop your hands off. I mean, how stupid is that? But he gives, gives us an example. He gives us, us something. How inconvenient would that be? I mean, it would be tough to golf with one hand. I mean, you know, it'd be tough to fish. Even, even uh, shooting that deer would be kind of tough with just one hand. Why would you do that? Jesus gives an example. You must not miss heaven. Heaven is more valuable than anything in your life. Heaven is more valuable. And so the bottom line is, is God doesn't expect us to do this, but he's given us an example that it's more valuable than your hands. Your destination is more valuable than your feet. Your destination is more valuable than anything else. We must take extreme and desperate measures to go to heaven. I, I believe that that when, when it comes that time, I don't believe you're, you're going to walk heaven and say, wow, I never expected to be here. That's our destination, is it not? Isn't that what we're, what, what we're living for? Isn't that why we repent? Isn't that why we try to overcome to the best of our ability? Yes, because we want to make heaven. We must not go to hell. We must not be lost. I've told this story before, and, and I'll tell it again. I had an engineer one time on the railroad, when I worked on the railroad, road, <coughs> very cavalier, and he said, uh, we, were talking about, we were talking about heaven, and he said, why would I want to go to heaven? Looked around at us. He said, uh, all my friends will be in hell. That's where I want to be. A man without understanding. A man totally not comprehending what he was saying. Heaven is the destination. Nobody, nobody wants to go to hell. We must not be lost. Listen, folks, we must be saved. Nothing must keep us from heaven's reward and heaven's destination. <clears throat> so important is our destination heaven that we take drastic measures to ensure that we get there. As we begin to, to look at this, we, we are making, we are making uh, steps and we are, we are doing things and we are uh, expending energy just coming to church today. Why? What's the use? No, no. We are destined for heaven. 
we, we, we want to live right, right, not just simply because there's blessings in living right, but we want to live right simply because we want to inherit eternal life. We should, we should desperately desire to shun hell. Yeah, sure. But more than anything, the place that was made for us is heaven. In Revelation, <clears throat> let's look at this scripture again. I read it uh, earlier, but let's look at it again. Revelations 21 and 8. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all, all liars shall have their part in the, in the lech burneth with fire and brimstone, which, which the second death. This is the destination of the disobedient unbelievers, the lake of fire. It was not created for humans. God never intended for humans to go there. It was created for Satan and his angels. We must not be a part of that group. This is God's promise to those, those that overcome. Those that are obedient to the gospel. Those that overcome temptation to do wrong and attempt to walk with Jesus. Now, <clears throat> you know, we, we understand that, that everybody is tempted, right? We all face temptations, but overcomers are, are not those ones that, that face temptation, and after they fall, then they say, you know what, let's just repent, and let's just work it out now. And No, to, to succeed in God, God must be overcomers. We must overcome the temptation to lie. All liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. Well, who would that really include? All of us. All of us have tendency to lie. All of us have tendencies to fail, to come up short. To, if we're going to overcome, we make up our mind to do that. If we're going to overcome, we're going to we're going to look at look at look at the uh, uh, the the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, that died for our sins, that gave up His life that we might have life in that more abundantly. We're, if we're going to overcome, we look at that, and I, and I often think, especially especially when I fall short. I think, Lord God, I'm not going to do this again. I, I'm not going to do this. Why? Because I do not want to crucify the Lord of glory afresh. I do not want to cause open shame to the glory, Lord of glory, the one that died for me, the one that gave his life, that they might have life and that more abundantly. Praise God. Philippians 3, verse number 20. For our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21. Who shall change our vile body that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Not only a new home, but a new body. No pain, no more hurt, no more stuff, 
No more junk. God gives us a promise. Look at 1 Peter 1 and verse number 4. To inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. To inheritance, destination heaven, to inheritance that will never fade away. <clears throat> to inheritance that will never be taken from you. You'll never die. It will never die. It, it will never cease to exist in eternity with God. Now, look at James 1 and verse number 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. Blessed. Many times that's translated happy. Happy is the man. The key, the key is overcoming. Not just being tempted. We're, we're all going to be tempted. We all face a temptation in our own way. We all go through temptations in life. It's just part of it. You're going to face temptation. You're going to go through temptation. You're going to face these things. It's just a part of life. But the key is overcoming. I will not yield to that. I will not let that drag me down. I will not allow, allow that to, to influence my life. Because sin is a, like a disease. It just keeps growing and growing and growing. And it's got to be cut out. It's got to be, it's got to be dealt with in repentance and, and turning away from it. So the things we overcome, the effort we make to live for God. I don't feel like praying. I pray anyway. I don't feel like reading the Word of God today. You do it anyway. I don't, I don't feel like come, coming to church today. today. <clears throat> if you could be around the McBride house, it would just thrill you to no end to hear some of the conversation that goes on <clears throat> there. In fact, this day, I come in after being up here and early this morning and uh, getting ready. I came in and declared to my wife, I don't think I'm going to go to church today. <laughs> okay, whatever you want to do, honey. She's heard this so many times. <laughs> <clears throat> you know, do, do we want to go to church every day? Not necessarily. But you know what I have found? To me, it's just talk. I just say those things because I, I want to, sometimes I say things just to see what she would react and do. But, <clears throat> you know, I am so predictable that I say the same things over and over to my kids that they, they know the answers. There's, you know, they know everything to say. But, but what I'm saying is this, is I, is I to go to heaven. I want to do everything that will help me make heaven. Are there times I don't want to go to church? Surely not the pastor. Really, Brother Lindsay? You think, you think that of me? 
He's saying that of him. Yes, but we push forward anyway. We go forth anyway. There's a lot of things I don't want to do. My wife asked me to take her somewhere. No, I don't want to go. I'm not, I'm not interested. Forget it. Get it. Not a wise decision. <laughs> just, just saying. That's not, not something you say. Well, how much more with the God of the universe? The God that saved us. The God that loved us. The God that cares for us. The God that pours blessings daily upon us. Oh, hallelujah. God, I want to please you. God, I want to serve you. God, I want to do everything that it takes to make destination heaven. It will be worth it all when we see Jesus. It will be worth it all when we've given a crown of life. Galatians chapter 6, verse number 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Verse 8, for he that soweth to the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. Verse number 9, and let us not be weary in well-doing. In due season we shall, shall reap if we, if we not. You can't, you can't fool God. You might fool me. We might fool each other. But the bottom line is you can't fool God. And my destination must be heaven. What we sow, we will reap. I'm sure I've told you this story, but just, just uh, <clears throat> in, in times past about the principle and in, in, uh, in planning and different things. But, but I was talking to my, uh, my brother just a, a few weeks ago, and he said, you know, I, I just can't get uh, uh, butter beans to come up. Uh, I said, I never, never have a problem. And he said, uh, you know, you saw them eight inches apart. And I said, not me. He said, you don't? I said, no. I saw about, about uh, a half inch or a quarter inch apart. He said, really? I said, yeah. I read the scripture that says, he that soweth sparingly shall also reap sparingly. I said, I took it to heart. I said, man, I just started sowing those like, like just laying them in there. It's a whole lot easier to pull them out, the ones I don't need, than to try to plant and replant three or four times. Anyway, anyway, <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know if you believe me or not. But it is vitally necessary that we sow to the Spirit. It is so necessary that we, each one of us, put God first. Where is God in your life? Is, is God after, you know, you do the things that you want to do? Is God after you get finished with everything that you desire to do? Put God first. The scripture tells us don't get weary. Don't quit. Don't say, hey, what's use? And coast. You can't coast your way into heaven. If you make it to heaven, it will be because you desperately desire to go there. You see, that's what Satan wants you to do. Satan wants you to put it on coast. You know what? <clears throat> you know, I've done a whole lot. I mean, 
You know, I preach at least one time every Sunday. And then Wednesday night, don't think I'm entitled to some some other? We're not entitled to anything, are we? We're, We're only as good as the next day. Every day, Paul says, I die daily. Don't be tricked. Heaven is worth way beyond whatever, what even you would ever be required to do down here. Heaven will be worth it all. A song years ago said, said something like that, the destination makes the trip worth the while. The destination, heaven. So the inconveniences, the hardship, the heartache, the pain, the stuff we have down here, it will be worth it all. It will be worth it all. We often get weary. We get disillusioned. We get disappointed with people. But remember, we must make heaven. Remember, it's not people that will keep us from heaven. It's, well, you know, past, past, you'd have just done this and this, you'd just been that. If you'd have just, I, you know, I come to service and, and, uh, and I, you know, I, I just, if, if you'd have preached a certain message, you know, there's a lot of people here and a lot of people need a lot of different messages. But I have found that when the Word of God is brought forth, God has a way of working everything to fit everybody. And I have, I have, I, I know from experience that it does not matter what, what necessarily say, but it's how we respond to what God says. And our response to the Lord. How is our response? Are we disappointed, delusion? Or are we saying, I'm going to press forth. I'm going to push forth because there's a destination I'm reaching for. We must be saved. We must not be lost. We must not let anything keep us from heaven. Notice what Jesus said in Matthew 13 and 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to treasure hid in a field. The which when a man hath found, he hideth, and for joy thereof goeth and selleth all that he hath, and buyeth that field. Verse 6, 46, 45, I'm sorry. Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all all that he had, and he bought it. Jesus gives us an example of the value of heaven. A man finds a treasure in a field, and he goes and he liquidates everything in his life, everything to buy that treasure, because that treasure is much more valuable than anything that he has in his life. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like that. To to give up anything, everything, to purchase 
that, that church. You see, God wants us to enjoy life. God wants to, wants to be happy. God wants us to, to live fulfills and fulfilled and complete life. But he also wants us to understand that we will only be complete and fulfilled as we do his will and as we strive to enter into his destination. Another man, he finds a, a pearl of great price. And he goes and sells all that he had, just purchase it. The pair basically says this, nothing equals the destination heaven. Nothing on earth can compare to the destination heaven. Nothing equals heaven in this life. No matter what it takes, no matter the effort it takes to do it, heaven will be worth at all. I had several more scriptures that, that I wanted to read that kind of describe heaven a little, a little bit and give, and give a little bit of, of uh, insight. And, and that is, uh, <clears throat> it is Revelations 21, 9 through 23. If you want to look at it and read it later, I'm not going to have time to, to go over that today. But over 722 times heaven is mentioned in the Bible. Over 722 times. You think it's important? 238 promises are made. You think it's important? Why don't we stand? I must make heaven. My final destination must be heaven. I must do everything and all that I can to make heaven. I must not be lost. I must be saved. It will be worth it all. Every hardship, every trial, every battle that you've ever gone through, it will be worth it all to make heaven. Praise the Lord. Could we just lift up our hearts and our voices to him? Lord Jesus, God, we worship you, Lord. We praise you.